What do the New York Giants need to do to top the Seattle Seahawks besides, of course, outscore them? I have that plus the game's biggest matchup and more on today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena at Patricia underscore Trena. And today is game day, ladies and gentlemen. So happy game day to everybody. We hope it'll be a happy game day. The New York Giants hosting the Seattle Seahawks at MetLife Stadium, Monday night football. And uh, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. So special shout out first to my everydayers, my subtexters, Everybody in between, you guys all rock. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast, I put together three keys that I think will help the Giants to victory. So we'll talk about that. Then I have identified what I think is one of the biggest matchups in the game. So we'll talk about that in segment two. And then in segment three, God forbid the Giants lose is it the end of the world for the team? So we'll discuss that a little bit. Hopefully, you know, it won't come to fruition, but um, we've got to talk about it nonetheless. So that is our agenda. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Giants podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into it. Keys to the New York Giants victory. Now, obviously, folks, one key, as we all know, is they're going to have to outscore the Seattle Seahawks, a team that has put up, I believe, 37 points the last two games. The Giants, they're averaging like 14.3 points a game, which is not very good. So it's like, okay, right there, you figure they have an uphill battle because, you know, we have not seen the explosive offense that the Giants have basically advertised or, you know, that we saw in, in, in the summer and in the, the spring before that. Um, we haven't seen the the cohesiveness, you know, part of that's the offensive line's fault on defense. We just, you know, we've seen the aggressiveness, but we haven't seen the results. So what are three things that the giants can do to ensure that they win this game? All right, let's start off with number one, go pass happy. Now, uh, Friday, uh, I'm sorry, on Saturday, the team issued their final injury report. Andrew Thomas is out, which is not good news. Um, and Andrew Thomas is now week to week, by the way. Um, Saquon Barkley is listed as doubtful. I do not expect him to play tonight. And the reason for that is twofold. Number one, every player that's been listed as doubtful with head coach Brian Dable at the helm has not played. But more importantly, you look at the Seattle run defense. They are currently the sixth best run defense in the league. So if you're putting together a game plan 
you probably want to attack the opponent where they are weakest. And uh, where are the the, the uh, Seahawks weakest? Obviously, they are weakest in the pass defense. So, you know, if you're considering whether or not to play Saquon, you probably take that into consideration along with, you know, how he feels and, you know, how he looks in the pregame warmups. But I'm not expecting him to play for what it's worth. So let's talk about the Giants going pass happy. And obviously, this is contingent on the offensive line doing a better job in holding up on pass protection. Now, the Seahawks defense has allowed 49 plays of 10 or more yards. That is tied for the league lead. All right. The pass defense for the Seahawks is currently ranked 31st. They are allowing an average of 328 yards per game. And they are also ranked 28th in yards per pass attempt completed, which is an average of 7.51 yards per pass play. So really, you know, for the Giants, there should be no excuse. And this, this includes, you know, the offensive line having to play better, even if they've got a max protect. There should be no excuse not to go after that pass defense. Now, here's the other thing. The Seahawks are reportedly getting safety Jamal Adams back, but they're still banged up in their secondary. Corners Trey Brown and Artie Burns have both been declared out, and their other cornerback, Kobe Bryant, is doubtful for this con- uh, for this uh, competition. So that being said, a guy that I'm looking to have a big game for the Giants. Hopefully, he will have an increased role over what he had last year at last week. Wandale Robinson working from the slot. That should be fun to watch. I also I'm hoping that Jalen Hyatt gets a little bit more involved in this game because you know we have seen him not get enough reps, you know, enough opportunities in this game. But most importantly, this could be the game fingers crossed, that Darren Waller just totally breaks out and has a massive game. So wouldn't that be nice if, if uh, you know, you're the Giants to get Darren Waller finally involved in the game. So that's my first key to a Giants victory. Key number two, this is kind of obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. To borrow Wink Martindale's quote, chart him. Okay, so Wink Martindale when he spoke to the media on Friday, basically said, you know, he was asked about the tackling issue and he said, okay, you know what? We worked on it, chart them, see how many we have on Monday night. Folks, I don't think they're going to have as many against, you know, the, against the Seahawks as they did against the 49ers, but there's usually missed tackles. There's going to be some, but here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, they cannot, be sloppy against Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III. And I continue to be concerned about the Giants' run defense. I mean, that's where you see a lot of, you know, problems coming up with the tackling, the bad angles, guys falling off of blocks, not fighting off stiff arms. Um, Walker is tied for sixth in the league with Arizona's James Conner with six apiece in terms of broken tackles. He's averaging 3.09 yards after contact on his rushing attempts, which is 12th in the league amongst running backs with at least 35 attempts. 
the opponents against the New York Giants have been running the ball on first down and they're picking up nearly five yards per carry. So when you have second and short, third and short, now the offense can do whatever the heck it wants. All right. So the Giants cannot have missed tackles. That run defense has got to be better than what it what it has been. Um, just there's no room for for very many errors. And if the Giants continue to look the way they have, then I hate to say it, folks, but we're going to be in for another long evening. All right. I'm going to give you one more key. Get after Geno Smith. All right, basic, right? You figure, okay, you stop the run, you rush the passers. Elementary, right? Let me give you a little bit of background. Geno Smith in the in the last two games, as I mentioned, has led his team to victories uh, each week of the last two, scoring thirty seven points. Smith does, however, in certain years, have a history of being prone to turning over the ball. Now, this year, he's only thrown one interception. However, I went and I looked it up on uh, Pro Football Reference. Smith has a bad throw rating of 18.6% on his pass attempts. All right, so 18 of his pass attempts this year and have been danger balls. All right, now we're not talking spikes or throwaways. We're talking passes that basically he put up there that were considered dangerous passes. So that is something to keep an eye on there. Now, why is that to keep an eye on? The Giants are one of two teams without a takeaway this season and one of four without an interception. If there was ever an opportunity for them to change that narrative and start getting, you know, erase that goose egg that's on the board, this would be the week, right? If they can do that, get some turnovers, give their struggling offense a short field, guess what? They just might be able to win on Monday Night Football, which, by the way, has not been very kind to them of late. They just have not been kind. Uh, The Giants, you know, are are just, I I think they, I forget what their record is, but I know it's it's not very good on, on Monday Night Football. So hopefully they could pull this off. The Giants, according to our friends over at FanDuel, currently a one and a half point underdog at home. And with good reason, they just haven't played well. But hopefully with these three keys, they can turn it around. All right, folks, coming up next, I have my biggest matchup. So I'm going to give you that right after this. Hey, Giant fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I myself have used LinkedIn Jobs to find writers and editors over for the site Giants Country that I run on Fan Nation. And the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. Simply add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it super easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skill and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead end leads. Put LinkedIn jobs to work for you today for free by visiting 
using linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. You got P Train, me, Patricia Traina, here as we get you ready for tonight's Monday night football game, New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks. Some final thoughts, some final, you know, matchups to talk about. Um, I'm going to give you a couple matchups in uh, in this game that I think are going to be important. Okay, I, I mentioned in the last segment that one of the keys was to tackle better because I was concerned about the run defense against, you know, Kenneth Walker. And, you know, the, the Seahawks also have Zach Charbonnet who, you know, to form that one-two punch. But that run defense is a huge, huge key for this New York Giants team. If they cannot stop that run, you know, especially with the, the receivers that the Seahawks have, we're in for a long night, folks. So, you know, I, I had that run defense rated number one, more so even than the pass defense, you know, and I know that the the young cornerbacks, the rookies have struggled. Um, they've been inconsistent, but I'm actually more concerned about the run defense than I am about the Giants pass defense. Not to be confused with the passing, um, the pass rush, which is a whole other topic. Now, the good news is the Giants will be getting Aziz Ojulari back for this game. That should help the pass rush because say what you want about him, but Aziz Ojulari, when he is on the field, is productive as a pass rusher. And who knows, maybe that opens things up for the other pass rushers, Kayvon Thibodeau and the guys up front, Leonard Williams and, and Dexter Lawrence. You know, maybe they can do stuff to, to open things up and, you know, get more pressures and whatnot. So that's a matchup that I'm keeping an eye on. The other matchup from the Giants offensive perspective, Darren Waller versus the pass defense. Now, it's interesting. Um, somebody asked me the other day, um, I think it was on Giants Country, actually. What have I seen from Darren Waller? And, you know, ever since this hamstring issue popped up again with him, and by the way, Waller hasn't been on the injury report. You'll notice he hasn't been on the injury report last, I want to say, two weeks, right? So he hasn't gotten his veteran day off, which I suspect it was just, you know, a way to, to give him a rest. But anyway, um, Waller, to me, has not looked as explosive. And, you know, there was there were a couple balls, if I remember correctly, or maybe one ball in the, in the game against, I want to say the 49ers, where it was a high ball. And Waller couldn't get it. It, it basically uh, went off his hands. And what's interesting about that is, is that we saw Waller in the spring and in the summer go up to the highest point of his, his catch radius to bring in balls. All right. So the fact that he wasn't able to leap to get these balls made you wonder if that hamstring was limiting his explosiveness. So that being said, this can be a get right game for Waller if they can take advantage of that Seahawks secondary, which, as I mentioned earlier, hasn't been, you know, cohesive, playing well together. Um, so Waller, you know, with, with Saquon Barkley out and well, actually, Saquon hasn't been declared out, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be. Waller's going to be a key player in this game, a guy that if they can get him up the seam, 
maybe that opens up some stuff for the outside. Cause I really believe that the giants course of action is going to be to attack the Seahawks defensive secondary. I don't anticipate them really running the ball. I mean, I think they'll try to be balanced within reason, but if I had to take a guess, I would say it's probably going to be more along the lines of 60, 40 in terms of the passing game, because you play against the opponent's weakness. If you want to win and you know, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's how they're going to roll. Now we'll see. I've been wrong before. Um, I'm not in Kafka's office to see what the game plan looks like, but that to me makes the most sense if the Giants want to, you know, uh, have a chance at winning this game. The other, obviously, um, factor we have to keep an eye on, the offensive line. This is going to be the fourth different starting combination in as many games, which is just wild if you think about it, all right? Four different combinations in four games. Andrew Thomas, as I mentioned, is out with the hamstring. He is week to week. And uh, who knows if he's going to be ready for Miami. But, you know, we'll talk about that when we get closer to Miami. Um, ben Bredesen is back. So he he uh, was cleared from the concussion protocol. So the anticipated starting line is going to be from left to right. Josh Zudu, Ben Bredesen, John Michael Schmitz. Um, Marcus McKethan and Evan Neal. That is the new combination. All right. Bredesen being the, the change from the week prior. So that offensive line has got to hold up. Now, I don't think necessarily that the Seattle defensive front is like the 49ers defensive front to where you have to max protect a whole lot. But um, I believe they do some stunting that you know the giants have struggled with so got to make sure that they have their protections assignments down and you know just don't get beaten by power and speed which we have seen some of those offensive linemen get beaten by so all right so those are my matchups now coming up worst case scenario the giants lose tonight what does that mean for the season going forward We'll talk about it next. Hey, Giant fans, snap into NFL action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So go on, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get started. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. You have Patricia Train on P Train. And again, thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. If you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Um, just real quick for programming purposes on Tuesday. We will have the wrap up. I will do the show for, you know, as soon as I wake up on Tuesday um, from the late night game. Uh, if I have enough energy, maybe I'll do it, you know, when I get home from the game. But uh, Tuesday's podcast will be a wrap up. I don't think I'm going to have David Turner with me for Tuesday, but I may look to see if I can get him on for Wednesday. 
So that's to be determined. And then on Thursday, crossover Thursday, as you know, which we do every Thursday here on the Locked On Network. Um, so that'll be with Kyle Krabs, who is the host of Locked On Miami Dolphins. And then on Friday, my tentative plan is to have good friend Alan Hoopar, who is the publisher of All Dolphins, which is part of the Fan Nation Network, to have him on and kind of have a, you know, a two-person roundtable, if you will, about the uh, the uh, Miami game. So that is the plan for the week. And of course, if there is significant news to talk about, I will have shorts for you on YouTube. And if I have to do a longer show, if something is really, you know, comes out of left field, obviously I will do a emerg- an emergency um, podcast for you. I won't leave you hanging. So not to worry. All right, folks, got to talk about this. Um, I don't want to, but it's a question that somebody asked me and said, hey, can you talk about this on your podcast? And I said, okay. I said, I don't want to jinx anything. So I'm sitting here and you can't hear me, but I'm very gently knocking on wood that this doesn't happen. But what happens if the Giants lose to the Seahawks? What does that mean for the season? What does that mean for the franchise? Does it mean, you know, the sky is falling? Where are we going to be at at that point? All right. So. Here's my feeling, guys. I am not confident, and I hate to say this because you know, you know me, guys. I'm I'm usually very optimistic, but I'm not so confident that the Giants are going to be able to get past Miami and Buffalo. Those two teams concern me. After Buffalo, they've got Washington. I think they've got a you know a puncher's chance of beating Washington. But here's the thing: if the Giants lose to Seattle. They will fall to one in three. And teams that start off one in three, I believe, have a 14.7% chance of making the playoffs. Whereas teams that start off two and two, I think their chances of making the playoffs is at 37.7. So, you know, this is a game that the Giants. If they're going to win a game in this these next three weeks, this is the game that they should really try and win. If they lose it, then, you know, I've said this before on the pod, I'll say it again. We've got to ask, what the heck were they doing? They had 11 days to clean things up. Now, I get it. You're not going to clean everything up, but, you know, the major things you could probably clean up and, and get right. And if they don't get that stuff right, you know, the tackling, the pass pro, you know, um, receivers getting open, all that stuff. If they don't get that right, then what are the coaches doing with these players when they kick us out of of the practice session? I don't know. I don't know. That's not going to be, you know, something, an easy pill to swallow. And here's the other thing. With each mounting loss, is that taking its toll on guys? And I say that because, you know, losing does take a toll. It can wear you out. I know it takes a toll on me to where it's like, okay, here we go. I got to find another way to talk about a, a loss. It's hard. It's hard for me. So I can just imagine what it's like for the team. And I think from a bigger perspective, folks, 
if this team loses to Seattle, can Brian Dable pull him out of the funk? You know, Brian Dable, you know, talked about handling adversity. And it doesn't get much worse than, you know, when you're on a losing streak like this. And depending on, you know, if the, t- the loss is a really bad one. So how do they handle that? You know, do guys start to just throw up their hands and say, look, we don't have what we need to compete? You know, maybe do they start to question things? Gosh, let's hope not. Because if it gets to that point, then I don't have much hope for this season. So I am hoping, as I'm sure you guys and gals are, for a win on Monday night. It's not impossible. The Seahawks are not the 49ers, but the Giants have got to play better than what they have to start the season, both sides of the ball, folks. And short of that, well, I don't know what to tell you. Other than I hope you'll still tune into the Locked on Giants podcast because we'll still have a lot to talk about in terms of where the Giants go from here. So that being said, folks, that's going to do it for me on today's episode. I want to thank you for tuning in as always. And again, tomorrow I will have the recap, hopefully a happy recap of the Giants-Seattle Monday night game. So until then, everybody, thanks again for making us your first listener of the day or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And I will see you on Tuesday.